behind the orange curtain. A look at 80s music from Orange County, California. Music that came from here and music that came to here. Join me, your host, Doug Crandall, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Orange Curtain. Behind the Orange Curtain explores music that came from Orange County, California to influence the rest of the world, and music that made it to Orange County, California from around the world to influence those of us who lived in Orange County in the 1980s. Today, we're going to look at the world of cover songs with an episode called Under the Covers where we will explore and dedicate an entire episode to current artists covering 80s artists, 80s artists covering 80s artists, and even 80s artists covering new artists. So let's pull back the orange curtain this evening and start exploring bands and artists that pay homage to one another through the highest form of flattery, the cover song. The first song of the evening is by an English alternative rock band called Radiohead. They released this as their debut single in 1992 and appeared on their first album, Pablo Honey. During its initial release, the song Creep was not a chart success. However, upon re-release in 1993, it became a worldwide hit. Attendees of radio's early gigs often exhibited little interest in the band's other songs, causing the band to react against Creep and play it less often during the mid to late 1990s. It's included in the Radiohead Best Of compilation album, though. According to York, Creep tells the tale of an inebriated man who tries to get the attention of a woman to whom he's attracted by following her around. When asked about Creep in 1993, York said, I have a real problem with being a man in the 90s. Any man with any sensitivity or conscience towards the opposite sex would have a problem. To actually assert yourself in a masculine way without looking like you're in a hard rock band is a very difficult thing to do. It comes back to the music we write, which is not effeminate, but it is not brutal in its arrogance. It is one of the things I'm always trying, to assert a sexual persona on the other hand trying desperately to negate it. 
The Pretenders performed a cover of the song before a live audience at Jacob Street Studios, London, in May of 1995, which Spin News ranks among the top ten Radiohead covers. This version, featuring Chrissy Hind, has had five million plays since it was uploaded on YouTube in 2007. The song was also covered by Prince and Korn, but here right now is The Pretenders singing Creep.
Now, let's flip back to Radiohead. The English rock band formed in Oxfordshire in 1985. Drawing influence from various genres, their experimental approach to rock has been credited for advancing the sound of alternative rock. They have been acclaimed as one of the foremost rock bands of the 21st century. In an interview in Far Out magazine, Tom York says, To cover the Smiths is an extremely bold move, not just because Mars' guitar is so idiosyncratic of the man himself, laid back and hip swaying at the same time, not just because Morrissey's vocal is almost impossible to match without causing offense and ludicrous karaoke comparisons, but because the Smiths are so insanely beloved that covering their work normally ends in a downfall, not on this occasion. No, Radiohead, above all else, know how to play their instruments. So on this occasion, the cover of Mita's Murder album track, The Headmaster Ritual, is a sublime and slick homage to the band that is held dear to Radiohead's heart. Johnny Marr saw it and said, I have shown Ed O'Brien the chords, but maybe he was looking out the window. But they do a better job than anyone else I've ever heard, and as you'd expect, he's absolutely right. Tom York's vocal delivery pays respect to, but is not an impersonation of Morrissey's iconic tone. Johnny Greenwood's guitar is almost identical in every way to Mars' pace and rhythm, with an extra unique flourish of his own. All in all, it sees Radiohead not only show off their technological advantages, proving that they were the future of music, but it also saw them prove that they could show the past a thing or two. Here is Radiohead's version of The Headmaster Ritual by The Smiths.
Chain Gang is a song written by Chrissy Hind and originally recorded by her band The Pretenders and released as a single by Sire Records in 1982. Hind wrote Back on the Chain Gang as a memorial to Honeyman Scott and she dedicated it to him. The song was written during the strained relationship that Chrissy Hind had with Ray Davies of the Kinks and was recorded when she was about three months pregnant with their daughter. Their on and off relationship ended a year and a half later. Hind said, In the early days, we were full of enthusiasm, and we wanted the same things, and everything was going well. It seemed too easy. I was with someone I was in love with, and then I got pregnant. She goes on to describe working on Back in the Chain Gang with Honeyman Scott. Just a month before the song was recorded, the Pretenders fired bass player Pete Farnden. Then, within days, lead guitarist Honeyman Scott died of an accidental drug overdose. Farndon would also die of a drug overdose within several months. Two days later, Jimmy's dead. Really suddenly, it went from everything to nothing, Hines says. I was traumatized at the loss of my two best friends. I had to get on with replacing the two members of the band to replace my best friends. Back on the Chain Gang took on a deeper meaning for Hind, with the tragic death of her friend and the urgent pressure to find new band members to complete the upcoming album. Morrissey would perform a swooning cover of The Pretenders Back in the Chain Gang on The Late Show with James Corden. The singer clapped his hands and softly bounced from side to side while nailing Chrissy Hines' signature OO vocals. His backing band, all wearing t-shirts that read Living Bodies That Actually Move, stayed faithful to the original track, recreating a biting guitar lead, splashy drums, and climatic key change. The former Smiths frontman has since recorded his version of Back on the Chain Gang on a double vinyl reissue of his Low in High School album. He also released a 45 featuring a version of Gilbert O'Sullivan's I Didn't Know What to Do on the flip side. Morrissey, in speaking to Rolling Stone magazine, dubbed the original track as a pop classic. And as always with The Pretenders, a song with the brain as well as the loins. 
He also called the cover tribute to Hind one of his closest companions. Chrissy is one of my longest and most enduring friendships, he said. I don't have many. She sang on my 1991 UK single, My Love Life, and also on a track on my Swords album called Shame is the Name. Chrissy is the funniest person in the world, yet she has absolutely no sense of humor. We have been in many absurd situations, all her fault, of course. I know she'd marry me tomorrow, but she's already had 11 husbands, and she's always been spotted digging in the garden after midnight. Here is, to finish the trifecta, Morrissey singing The Pretenders back on the chain gang.
The Police lead singer Sting wrote the song inspired by the prostitutes he saw near the band Seedy Hotel in Paris, France, where the police were lodged in October of 1977 to perform at the Nashville Club. The song's title comes from the name of the character in the play, Cyrano de Bergerac, the old poster of which was hanging in the hotel foyer. The police were initially diffident about the song, but Miles Copeland III, their band manager, also Stuart Copeland's brother, was immediately enthusiastic after hearing it and got them their first deal with A&M Records. Royal Blood is a band that consists of lead vocalist and bass guitarist Mike Kerr and drummer Ben Thatcher. The pair are from West Sussex. Kerr grew up in Worthing, while Thatcher is from Russington. In an interview with Concert Addicts, they talk about BBC Radio One's Live Lounge, where Royal Blood did the cover of The Police's Roxanne. The interviewer asks, what was it like on the live lounge? Is it a collaborative effort with their team to choose the song you're going to play? Mike responded, it depends really. They usually consist of playing something off their A-list, but I mean, that was one of the particularly special things about this is we had to pick off a list of the Brit Awards and we had to pick a Brit Award winner. So it's difficult, really. If you've ever watched any of the live lounges, you're normally watching an artist that's made some kind of compromise. It's all a bit tongue-in-cheek, and it's a bit of fun. A lot of the bands will try covers of bands that they don't sound anything alike. It's an interesting approach, like try and cover someone, and it's kind of a hit-or-miss thing. This version, in my personal opinion, was a hit as Royal Blood breathes new life into the police classic, Roxanne. Are over. You don't have to sell your body tonight. 
The name I'm about to butcher is Dido Florian Cloud de Bonavai O'Malley Armstrong. I'm sure that's incorrect. Born in December of 1971, known professionally as Dido. Thank goodness. She's an English singer-songwriter. Dido attained international success with her debut album, No Angel, in 1999. Hit singles from the album include Here With Me and Thank You. It sold over 21 million copies worldwide and won her several awards, including two Brit Awards, Best British Female, and Best British Album. To celebrate the anniversary of its Sounds of the 80s show, the BBC Radio 2 released Sounds of the 80s, unique covers of classic hits featuring covers that had appeared on the first year of the program. British singer Dido performed an acoustic version of Small Town Boy. For the first minute and a half of the clip, an unseen guitarist played while Dido only sang. But once she got to, but you'd never cry to them, just to your soul. No, you'd never cry to them, just to your soul. She picks up her guitar and begins to play. The vocal performance alone was beautiful, but the video was worth it, just to see how visibly moved Dido got throughout the song. Small Town Boy by the British synth-pop band The Bronsky Beat was featured on the band's debut album, The Age of Consent, released in December of 1984. It was one of the first albums she bought as a 13-year-old. Here is Small Town Boy by Dido. the one that they talk about 
Alone on a platform, the wind and the rain on a Tempted is a song by the British rock band Squeeze. It was released as a second single from their fourth album, East Side Story. Over the years, it has become one of Squeeze's best-known songs, despite failing to reach the top 40 of the charts in any country in which it was released. Although radio success was not in its future, TV was. The song later became ingrained in public consciousness due to its use in commercials by Burger King and Heineken. It also made its appearance in Reality Bites in 1994. Now let's talk about Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner, who was born October 2, 1951, in Northumberland, England. He was the eldest of four children, his mother a hairdresser, and his father a milkman and an engineer. He grew up near the shipyards, which made an impression on him. At eight or ten years old, he was inspired by the Queen Mother waving at him from a Rolls Royce to divert from the shipyard prospects towards a more glamorous life. He helped his father deliver milk by ten and was obsessed with an old Spanish guitar left by an immigrating friend of his father. He visited nightclubs such as Club Agogo to see Cream and Manford Mann, who influenced his music. After leaving school in 1969, he attended Northumbria University from 1971 to 1974 and qualified as a teacher. He taught at St. Paul's First School in Cramlington for two years. In 1985, a documentary called Bring on the Night, a journalist called him Gordon, to which he replied, My children call me Sting. My mother calls me Sting. Who is this Gordon character? In 2011, he told Time that I was never called Gordon. You should shout Gordon in the street, and I would just move out of your way. Sting claims on the website, one of his favorite songs that I never wrote was Tempted. It is a great song by Chris Difford and Glenn Tilbrook. They are great songwriters. Squeeze were always a great band, and it was nice to do a cover of it. So here for you now is Tempted by Sting. The church and the steeple, the laundry on the hill, 
Michael Jackson said that Billie Jean was based on groupies he and his brothers encountered while they performed as the Jackson Five. 
they would hang around backstage doors and claim to have relationships with people in the band. I think I wrote this out of an experience with my brothers when I was little, says Jackson. There were a lot of Billy Jeans out there. Every girl claimed that their son was related to one of my brothers. According to Jackson's biographer, J. Randy Tabarelli, Billy Jean was inspired by letters that Jackson received in 1981 from a woman claiming that he was the father of one of her twins. Jackson, who regularly received letters of this kind, had never met the woman and ignored these claims. However, she continued to send letters stating that she loved him and wanted to be with him, asking how he could ignore his own flesh and blood. The letters disturbed him to the extent that he suffered nightmares. Eventually, Jackson received a parcel containing a photograph of the fan, a gun, and a letter instructing him to die at a particular time. The fan would do the same once she had killed their baby, so they could be together in the next life. The Jacksons later discovered that the fan had been sent to a psychiatric hospital. Neil Mullane Finn, born in 1958, a New Zealand singer-songwriter and musician with his brother Tim Finn. They were the frontmen of The Split Ends, a project that he joined after it was initially founded by Tim and others, and then became the frontman for Crowded House. He's also recorded several successful solo albums, and Ed O'Brien, guitarist for Radiohead, has hailed Finn as popular music's most prolific writer of great songs. Neil is currently a member of Fleetwood Mac. Guests on the Andrew Denton Breakfast Show in Australia are challenged to play an acoustic cover version of their choice. This is the legendary Neil Finn covering Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. She was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. I said, don't mind, but what do you mean? I am the one dance on the floor in the round she said I am the one who'll dance on the floor in the round she told me her name was Billy Jean and she caused a scene and every her turn with eyes that dreamed of being the one who'll dance on the floor in the round told me, be careful what you do, don't go around breaking young girls' hearts, ooh, and mother always told me, be careful who you love, be careful what you do, cause the lie becomes the truth, yeah, Billy Jean is not my lover, she's just a girl who thinks that I am the one, let me dance on the floor in the round. Not my son For 40 days and 40 nights The Lord was on her side But who can stand when she's in demand Her schemes and plans Cause we danced on the floor In the round So take my strong advice Just remember to always think twice so, people always told me, be careful what you do, don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. 
She came and stood right by me The smell of sweet perfume This happened much too soon And she called me to her room, yeah Billie Jean is not my lover She's just a girl who claims that I am the one But the kid is not my son Jean is not my lover She's just a girl who claims that I am the one But the kid is not my son Written by Elvis Costello, Watching the Detectives, which was featured on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time, ranking at 354. The song, with a lyric about a lover who would rather watch TV, sung over a simple reggae beat, was described by Rolling Stone as a clever but furious burst of cynicism. And they also described the song as indisputably classic. Costello described how he wrote the song. I was in my flat in the suburbs of London before I was a professional musician, and I'd been up for 36 hours. I was actually listening to another inductee's record of the Hall of Fame, The Clash, and it was their first album. When I first put it on, I thought it was just terrible. Then I played it again, and I liked it better and better every time. By the end, I stayed up all night listening to it on my headphones, and I thought it was great. Then I wrote Watching the Detectives. Costello considers Watching the Detectives his favorite song from the first five years of his career. Now, Duran Duran recorded the song with Roger Taylor on the drums for the covers album, Thank You. The album was an attempt to keep the peace among band members who had increasing trouble writing music together. The album was reportedly begun as a lighthearted tribute to the band's influences in the vein of Bowie's pinups. Some of the tracks were recorded in borrowed studios, including Prince's Paisley Park, while the band were on the wedding album tour. Here is... Duran Duran covering Elvis Costello's Watching the Detectives. Like a magnet, I don't know how. 
Dancing Horses is a single by Echo and the Bunnymen, which released on November 14, 1985. It was the only single from their 1985 compilation album, Songs to Learn and Sing, and was recorded for the John Hughes film, Pretty in Pink. It reached number 21 on the UK singles chart, and number 15 on the Irish singles chart. Neon Lights is a collection of cover versions released in 2001 and put together as a warm-up for what would be the next Simple Minds album, Cry, in 2002. As Jim Kerr stated at the time of the album's release, Neon Lights is the first time Simple Minds have put together a collection of non-original material. We thought it was appropriate, at a period of looking back, that we go to the very foundations of Simple Minds, which, of course, is the music and the bands who influenced us. 
Other bands covered on the album by The Simple Minds include David Bowie, Pete Shelley, Patti Smith, Kraftwerk, The Doors, Roxy Music, Velvet Underground, Human League, and Joy Division. But here for you now is Simple Minds performing Bring On The Dancing Horses by Echo and the Bunnymen. Thank you. 
Gnarls Barkley is an American soul duo composed of a singer-songwriter, CeeLo Green, and producer, Danger Mouse. They released their debut album, St. Elsewhere, in 2006. It contained their hit single, Crazy, which peaked at number two on the U.S. Hot 100 and topped the U.K. singles chart. It also contained a cover of Gone Daddy Gone by The Violent Femmes. The album was nominated at the 2007 Grammy Awards for Record of the Year and was platinum certified for shipping over a million records. The Violent Femmes returned the favor to Gnarls Barkley, who covered Gone Daddy Gone with an EP containing a cover of Crazy. The trouble with Gnarls Barkley's offering was that it left the song entirely too intact. It sounds fine, but simply does too little to be truly interesting. Crazy, on the other hand, gets a much larger injection of the Femme's wildly imperfect version of American Roots music. Gordon Gano's voice leaves an indelible mark on everything he touches, and this is no exception. The a cappella version, which is really just the vocal track, shows Gano's weakness as a vocalist, but as always, those weaknesses are strengths within the Femmes. The loose sloppiness of the Femmes is certainly a departure from the technically superior Gnarls Barkley version, but even here, it would have been nice if they had maybe taken it a little bit further and really gone out on a limb to create something that had a greater standalone value. Nonetheless, theirs is a version worth hearing, and the you cover my song, I'll cover yours relationship makes this a great novelty. Here is Violent Femmes Performing Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> Thinking, I want to be like them. I want to be like 
ever since I was little, ever since I was little, it looked like fun. It's no coincidence I've come, and I can die when I'm done. But maybe I'm crazy. Recently due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Green Day were forced to postpone the U.S. dates of their huge Halamega Stadium tour with Fallout Boy and Weezer. Armstrong, in a recent interview, revealed that he's been using his extra downtime to work on upcoming Green Day material that he'd been writing a lot during this lockdown. In addition to creating new music throughout the lockdown, Billy Joe Armstrong has been sharing a host of coronavirus quarantine covers every week on a show that he calls No Fun Mondays, which can be found on YouTube. Songs covered so far have included Kids in America, dedicated to Green Day bassist Mike Durnt for his birthday, and his recruited sons to join him for I Think We're Alone Now. He has also recorded a version of That Thing You Do as a tribute to the late songwriter Adam Schlesinger and many others. The next cover is the first full band cover that he shared, and it was where Green Day covers Blondie's 1979 track, Dreaming. Dreaming is a song by Blondie, released in 1979, as we mentioned. The song was the opening track from their fourth album, Eat to the Beat. Written by guitarist Chris Stein and the lead singer Debbie Harry, the song was inspired by ABBA's hit single, Dancing Queen. The song also features active drum performance by drummer Clem Burke, who did not expect the final recording to feature his busy drum track. The lyrics for Dreaming originated from the line, Dreaming is Free, which band member Chris Stein thought of. After hearing the music for the song that Stein wrote, Debbie Harry wrote the rest of the lyrics. Harry explained that the process of writing lyrics in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, she said, sometimes Chris will come up with a track or a feel, and pass it on to me. He'll say, I was thinking, dreaming, dreaming is free. And then I fill out the rest of the storyline, or some more phrases. A lot of times, it's the rhythm track that suggests what the lyric is going to be. I like working like that. Here is Green Day's version of Dreaming by Blondie.
For the Masses is a 1998 tribute album to Depeche Mode, specifically the works of Martin Gore. The album charted in America and reached the top 20 in Germany, making it the most successful Depeche Mode tribute album of all time. The single included a cover of Never Let Me Down Again by Depeche Mode. The song was recorded by request of bassist Darcy Retsky, who is a longtime Depeche Mode fan. It was recorded at the BBC, perhaps in one take. It featured on the Depeche Mode tribute album for the masses, as well as the soundtrack for the film Not Another Teen Movie. It's really flattering, commented Depeche Mode singer Dave Gahan to MTV News about the tribute album. It's interesting to hear other people's perspective on our songs and the way that they hear them and the way that they musically record them. I particularly like Smashing Pumpkins' version of Never Let Me Down Again, Gahan said, because it's kind of like the opposite of what you'd expect the pumpkins to do with it. I actually like their version a lot better than ours. Here's Smashing Pumpkins doing Never Let Me Down Again by Depeche Mode.
Someone might have said, cover songs are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I personally have always enjoyed hearing punk bands do their own take on other bands' songs. Sometimes they pull off amazing interpretations of old classics. Sometimes they're not much more than humble tributes to fellow artists. And other times they're just downright laughable renditions of otherwise great songs. Good or bad, intriguing or mundane, we'll let you be the judge. Today's cover comes from The Offspring, performing their take on the B-52's 52 Girls. The song was originally released on the B-52's self-titled 1979 album, while the Offspring version was included on the 1991 cassette compilation Contains No Caffeine. Contains No Caffeine was a cassette compilation, a limited edition, that was released April 30th of 1991. Here is The Offspring singing 52 Girls by the B-52s. song called Feel Like, but were not satisfied with the result. David Bowie had originally gone to Mountain Studios to sing backing vocals on another Queen song, Cool Cat, 
but his vocals were removed from the final song because he was not satisfied with his performance. Once he got there, they worked together for a while and wrote a song with the rest of the band, the final version, which name became Under Pressure, evolved from a chance encounter jam session that Bowie had with Queen's band members in a studio in Switzerland. The song was covered in 2005 by American alternative rock bands The Used and My Chemical Romance. The proceeds would go to Tsunami Relief. The cover was originally released as an internet download track, but has subsequently been featured as a bonus track on the 2005 re-release of the Used's second studio album, In Love and Death, and received wide airplay in 2005 on the Billboard charts. The single reached number 28 on Modern Rock Chart and number 41 on the Hot 100. Here it is now for you, The Used and My Chemical Romance, performing Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie.
Being a huge MCR fan, I couldn't help but also add this track. In 2011, 80s legends Duran Duran brought MCR's Gerard Way on stage at LA's Mayan Theater during their concert experience Duran Duran Unstaged. Together, Gerard Way and company jammed an unreal rendition of the band's 1981 hit, Planet Earth. The performance was automatically edited with black and white effects that helped Way's Danger Days era red hair stand out. Albeit one of the most unexpected collabs, the frontman fit in pretty brilliantly, and Duran Duran said we'd welcome another matchup any day. Here is Gerard Way with Duran Duran singing Planet Earth. Now we've got some, some special things happening tonight. We've got some very special guests. The first one of whom I'd like to welcome to the stage tonight. Please give it up for Chem My Chemical Romances, Gerard Way. Hi, Gerard. We're going to sing a Duran Duran song. Yes. You ready for this? Yes. Good. How cool is this?
Steve Christian is the lead singer of Anne Berlin, and in an interview, he said, We usually stick to 80s for our cover songs when we perform them live. We love Depeche Mode, The Smiths, The Cure, New Order, and stuff like that. It was awesome to be able to cover True Faith by New Order. He said although he loves this song, he also loves a cover that they did, There's a Light That Never Goes Out. They performed it on tour, and he said, It's one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands of all time. He said, I've never actually gotten to see Morrissey live, but if our paths ever cross, that's a guy I'd love to spend a few minutes with and dissect his brain. The track for tonight is True Faith. The song is by New Order, co-written and co-produced by the band and Stephen Haig. It was the first New Order single since their debut, Ceremony, to be issued in the UK. True Faith is one of New Order's most popular songs. The single peaked at number four in the UK on its original release in 1987. True Faith became New Order's first single to chart in the Hot 100, and it would also go on to be a top 40 hit in the United States, peaking at number 32. Amberlin released this version on their 2009 deluxe version of their album, New Surrender. Here it is, Amberlin and True Faith by New Order. Oh 
The next cover song is by the Goo Goo Dolls. It was released on the Ace Ventura soundtrack. Don't Change is a song by Australian rock band In Excess. It was released as a single from the album Shabu Shaba in October of 1982. It has been described as the band's first international single. Don't Change peaked at number 14 on the Australian singles charts and reached number 80 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 17 on the Billboard Top Tracks chart. Here is the Goo Goo Dolls performing in excesses Don't Change.
it's time for Crandall's Crucial Cut. This week's Crucial Cut will lead us into next week's topic. The topic we will be exploring is the soundtracks selected by John Hughes for his iconic 80s movies that captured the hearts and the ears of America. I Go Crazy is a song off the band's third studio album, Long Live the New Flesh, released in 1987. An American college rock radio hit, the song gained prominence through its inclusion on the soundtrack to the 1987 film, Some Kind of Wonderful, by John Hughes. The band is Flesh for Lulu. They're an English rock band formed in Brixton, London, England, active between 1982 and 1992. They reformed in 2013 to 2015 with a new lineup. Their music was a mix of New York Dolls and the Rolling Stones with gothic rock's gloomy atmosphere and aesthetics, while also encompassing shades of punk, pop, country, western, Mark Boland, David Bowie, rockabilly, and garage. Here is... I Go Crazy from Some Kind of Wonderful by the band Flesh for Lulu. And be sure to tune in next week as we explore the creative genius of John Hughes and the music that he selected for his movie soundtracks. And so until next week, so long and good night.
look at 80s music from Orange County, California. Music that came from here and music that came to here. Join me, your host, Doug Crandall, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, no more Yankee, my wanky. The donga need food.